Yo, 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 what's going on inside the lunch table? Back with another episode on a Monday. It's 128 where I am at in Lubbock, Texas. I'm with Calvin. Calvin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, big man. Coming off a hot weekend. Um, loads to talk about. It's going to be a great episode right here, man. I'm oh, ready to go. It will be. Uh, so real quick, before we hop into the sports section of it, uh, Mike will not be joining um, back on with us. Um, he basically said yesterday that uh, he joined this one to put his full effort into it, and, and he couldn't, um, and he can't right now. Uh, and so he's been absent, and we've we've kind of been throwing hints. Maybe he'd come back. Maybe he wouldn't. Um, but he did tell us yesterday that he won't be. So be on the lookout, though. Uh, we are going to have special guests come on. Um, yes, sir. I think this this coming Friday, I think, is what the play will be, either Wednesday or Friday. We scheming. Uh, sure. We trying. We trying. Yeah, we're 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 definitely we're, <laughs> we're definitely trying. Uh, so we're gonna do that, and then so, but mostly it'll just it'll just be me and Calvin. Um, and so I will not be here on Friday. Uh, probably not. Probably will not be here on Friday. My grandfather passed away. Um, if you can, send a quick prayer to my mother. Um, she's she's kind of going Showtime right favorite, now. man. She's a showtime favorite. There's very few on that list, but both moms are. So prayer's going her way, man. Just sucks. Right. Just sucks. But with, with all the funny business out of the way now, we can uh, hop into the, the good stuff, which is, man, it. Calvin, this was one of the best weekends of sports that I've had in a long it time. It was. And I think a lot of it was because college basketball was phenomenal. So we're going to talk about the NBA first. James Harden came back. James Harden looks like MVP James right now. Uh, Sixers look deadly. That's number one. Uh, Then we're going to go over to uh, college basketball. Uh, We're going to talk about the rankings, the new rankings. Uh, We're going to talk about where we're at. Um, But like I said, first, James Harden. Calvin, you got to be impressed, right? Uh, I am indeed impressed. I've got pros and cons here, a little bit of both. Okay, let me hear them. So um, last episode, I uh, I went ahead and stamped that uh, I thought the Sixers went ahead and won this trade. And um, I got the privilege of watching two Sixer games since. And uh, I, I'm actually going to have to change my mind here. I saw lots of good things from the Sixers. Unfortunately, I saw a very bad thing from the Sixers that there is going to be absolutely no way they can fix. And the good news for the Sixers Oh my gosh, the five you put on the floor is absolutely deadly. Um, Thibel can't score. He can't he can't shoot to save his life. And he literally found himself standing in eight or nine feet of space in the paint. He was wide open in the paint because their offense with these five on the floor is so deadly. Um, the so pick and roll deadly with Joel Embiid is the most oh. efficient play in the NBA right now. There is no easier way to score than James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris on the double pick. There's just so many plays out of that. And the fact that they Tyrese Maxey just keeps getting better, man. He just keeps getting better. And having him as the third way out of this pick and pop, man, it is filthy. Unfortunately for the Sixers, I am incredibly worried about what happens when these five guys don't play because this bench is horrific. And I stressed when they made the trade, I did not like Seth Curry and Andre Drummond leaving as well. And I think I see why, because when, when, if you Doc Rivers is going to have to find a very awkward puzzle here where he can constantly keep one of his three on the court, and preferably two out of the three. And now the good news is, is I think they have four guys. Tobias Harris needs to score more, but I think Tobias Harris can create his own shot. They have four guys who can create their own shot. So I think it will balance the bench out a little bit as we get deeper into Doc Rivers finding out the rotation. But they let the Knicks all the way back into this game when this bench had to come out onto the court. And yeah. it terrified me, man. It absolutely terrified me. But the good news is, is one through five looks absolutely phenomenal, man. Nobody's going to be able to stop them when when they've got their starters on the floor. I think they have uh, are arguably the the best five players, uh, or the, this. <sighs> I, I think that this is arguably the best yeah, right. starting five in in the league right now. Um, I, I said this whenever there were trade rumors about uh, James Harden going to uh, Philadelphia, and I said they don't need to get rid of. Tyrese because I feel like Tyrese was is that third man and he absolutely. is continuing to show it uh, absolutely and I thought his production was going to go down a little bit with James Harden hell no his production has gone up the, Sam, the he was shooting thing, wide ass shots he was right. so open <laughs> the one the the one thing that 
that for me, uh, with the 76ers, is, and you touched on it, is their bench is awful. But here's the thing with the bench. If you, have, if, if you have one or two guys on your bench that can give you quality minutes, you don't need to score a ton, but it can give you quality minutes. When, when you have James Harden sit down for four minutes, five minutes, Joel sit down for four or five minutes of a game, then I, 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 I don't see anything wrong with that. I think the pressure is also Rivers, Let's also not, not the forget, bench, guys. Right. And let's also not forget, too, Joel Embiid can go out there and play the full 48 minutes. I'm telling you, right, um, like, real quick, do you got a problem with how many free throws he's shooting? I saw a lot of people on Twitter this weekend between the two games complaining about how many free throws he shot. Does it bug you? Um, I No, what bugs me more is that he took four threes. That's what bugged me. And he was getting to the line. <laughs> you so, want more, you want more we, threes or less threes? No, less threes. He, he was I 0 for 4 from agree. the three. I like, absolutely and, and, and he shot he 27 shoot, free he throws. He shot like 38% from three this year, which is like a career career high. But I, don't I think care. the three-pointer should only be like a, a last threat option because when you run that double pick and roll with Tobias Harris, him and James Harden are both A-plus shooters. There's no reason that Joel Embiid should end up being the shooter. I don't think right. every, every play should be him going to the basket or him going to the block. Yeah, I don't think that – and if you want to space him out – Fine, that's fine. Yeah, Get him fine. out there. I think Bro, I think he can handle the ball well enough. But I, I, I listen. I I would rather gosh. him not take a three, especially when he I shot twenty seven free throws. Bro, you just sparked me on another one. Um, real quick on this show, I knocked James Harden um for two things in Brooklyn. Um, I said that uh, a he was not exploding off of picks. There was no dive to the basket ever. And the other one I right. told you was that there was no hesitation speed. Uh, what made James Harden so deadly was you could stand in front of him all you wanted to in Houston. It didn't matter who you were. He was going to hit a double as and he was going to blow right by you literally every time. Like literally every time. James Harden was the guy on 2K who just hit the same move every time up the court because you couldn't stop it. And he lost it in Brooklyn. And I couldn't tell you why. It's back. Um, it is back. Uh, I saw it all weekend. Uh, I saw it in Minnesota. And then it was alive and well in against the Knicks, man. And it was amazing to see. He was exploding at the rim, which was ex- incredibly impressive to me. There was a play where he tucked the ball into his pocket and went straight into the chest of Julius Randle and finished straight through him. Something I hadn't seen from James Harden in almost two years. Almost yeah. two years. So he was relocating without the ball. He was finding himself with open threes because he was moving without the ball. That's something we never saw him do in Brooklyn. He was standing and watching in Brooklyn, and now he's he's moving off of picks. They're running off the ball screens for him. If we keep seeing this James Harden, this was the James Harden I was asking for in Brooklyn. This is the James Harden that can win playoff series when the time comes, and it's great to see, man. It is great to see. Yeah, well, I, I think that Philly is definitely going to be a force to reckon with. It doesn't – I don't – I'm not yet – they've only played two games. That's I number agree. one. I'm not yet to say yes to the best team in the East because the the Nets look pretty damn good. <laughs> I, don't get me um, wrong. I still love my house buddy. Right. We can talk so, about that one next. That was a great game. Well, before, before we hit that, I, I do want to – because I know that you give love to the Utah Jazz. Um, and, and I, I know that you're a big Utah jazz fan. I'm not the biggest Utah jazz fan. I'm not the biggest go bear fan, but I do like Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell dropped you 26, uh, yesterday in their win against Phoenix. Now here's the thing with Phoenix. Oh, Devin Booker dropped 30 and Deandre Ayton dropped 23 and, uh, Cam Johnson also dropped 23. Four for six from three. Jay Crowder was four for eight from three. But they got a combined 11 points from their bench. There it is. Uh, and you look at those names. A lot of these guys are not pure scorers, man. Um, the the reason why the Phoenix was deep was the fact that either Cam Johnson's or Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, one of those guys had to hang out on the bench uh, with Chris Paul being around on this lineup. And I – if – the thing that worries me both about Phoenix is I am not seeing the same fourth quarter team without Chris Paul. And that's what made Phoenix special. Um, Phoenix was right. the best, the best fourth quarter team in basketball. It was absolutely insane what they had done with Chris Paul in the clutch. Losing that, though, um, this game this game came down to the wire. And I'm willing to bet if Chris Paul was playing, this is one that the Phoenix Suns find a way to flip to a W. And unfortunately, absolutely. with him not being there – I think this might be the new normal for Phoenix. The good news is, is you have built yourself a little bit of cushion at the top of the table. Um, real quick, Utah. Um, I had some fear about Utah when Joe Ingles was traded. I said right here on this podcast that uh, 
losing Joe Ingles was detrimental to their locker room. And I could see the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert relationship falling apart. Unfortunately, Utah Jazz then went on to win eight out of their next nine basketball games. It made me look like an absolute idiot. So I, uh, I got to send some apologies to the Utah Jazz. They've now put together <laughs> two quality wins. I know they did lose to the Lakers, and a lot of people were giving them heat for that one. But they've won their eight other games besides that. I mean, they took care of my Mavs. They've now took care of the Suns. I get the Suns are not whole right now, but eight out of your last nine wins works for me. Uh, they're finding themselves at a real comfortable spot in the West as I grant granted my maps are two and a half back, but they're keeping that gap as it is. I mean, we're not dropping basketball games. So shout out to right. the Utah jazz, man. Got to send some apologies their way. Uh, Joe Ingles was not as detrimental as I thought he would be. Well, I, I also, I also too want to want to point out that this next half of the season is going to be, is uh, there's two different types of NBA seasons. Okay. Well, three, You've got your regular season up until All-Star break, and then you've got after the All-Star break up until playoffs, and then you've got the playoffs. I agree. And every at, at each turn or at each one, the intensity turns <clears throat> up. And so I I really think that Utah uh, obviously Utah's gonna make the playoffs. I in, unless agreed and in, in, unless something just catastrophic happens. But Utah's gonna make the playoffs, and I like Utah's chances up against somebody like Memphis. Now, I don't know about Golden State, but if Phoenix can't get back uh, Chris Paul, I like him up against him, which, by the way, I'm not very comfortable. I wasn't very comfortable with Phoenix to begin with, with Me Chris Paul either. and without Chris Paul. This looks like a completely no different team. No without Chris Paul, I will not take them to win a series. I mean, um, and, and it's and it's tough. Like, when, when you have somebody that drops you 30 and your next guy drops 23 and your next guy drops 23, when your top three guys – are scoring 80 points and you Can't find a win. way to lose the game. God, it's a that's, problem. It's a problem. That, that's definitely something that you need and to uh, listen. Take a, I take did step back and look. I at. asked more from DeAndre Ayton talking when we, after we talked about, I think they lost to Oklahoma city was the game we had talked about last for Phoenix. And it was the first time we had seen them uh, without Chris Paul. And yeah. uh, no, it was the Pelicans, the Pelicans when they got waxed and, uh, the, the Pelicans game, you saw the same thing. I mean, off the bench, you had Torrey Craig, two points, Shamit, eight, Alfred Payton, two, JaVel McGee, two. I mean, that was it. And the same thing, uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton combined to give you 50, and you lost by 15. You weren't even in the game to a not remotely talented Pelicans team. Well, I mean, I guess they two waxes in a row, but still not an incredibly talented Pelicans team. So if you're right. Phoenix, I think this is the same problem that the uh, Sixers are going to find themselves in. You cannot replace bench depth. Now you are stuck with what you have. And I don't right. know. Uh, I, I don't know what the secret is to find out a way to get those guys to work. Um, Landry Shamit is not a shot creator. Um, Tory Craig is not a shot creator. Uh, Aaron holiday. He's not a shot creator, man. And this is JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee catches lobs. I, I like, right. This is this is something that you have to address if you're Phoenix Suns because I don't think your starters can just outscore basketball, especially a team like Utah. I mean, Utah's got a perennial six man of the year in Jordan Clarkson. He's going to come off the bench and give you 15 a night. What are you going right. to do to match that pop, especially in the postseason? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Right. Absolutely exactly. nothing. Right. And and listen, I, I also so I want I want to go to this Nets game, and the same can be said about the Bucks in, in the ah, Bucks game against the Nets. Golly, man! Now I, the Bucks are the Bucks are a little bit different because. Because Serge Ibaka is going to get you more than eight, I think, off the bench. Right. I agree. Uh, th then you've got that Jordan Nora guy. He, he's going he to drop score. you. He's, he can score. He's going to get you more than zero. That's going to happen. <laughs> but in a game where Giannis drops 29, where Chris Middleton drops 25, when Bobby freaking Portis drops 30, when Holiday drops 19, you find a way to lose a game. But I think – that says more about this Brooklyn Nets team right here. This is the recipe. This is a very, very, very good basketball team. And Kyrie looked phenomenal. He was 14 of 26 from the field. Two of six behind the yard. Something Clean that up a little bit. Me to say. It is going to crush me to say. And it, uh -huh. uh, it puts you in just how stupid the uh, state of politics we currently live in. Um, I promised a lot of people right here on the show last weekend that the Vax mandate would die. Um, yeah, but he can't play still. He unfortunately still cannot play. Um, he can only enter the arena as a spectator. I apologize for the uh, lie right here. I just thought this rule would be a little bit more, uh, I guess the word would be sane. 
because uh, apparently Kyrie can't spread COVID watching the game, but he can playing in it. So he still can't play in Brooklyn. And that unfortunately makes me feel a little bit less. I had a great weekend, man. I watched this game and I felt great about the Nets. I had not felt as good as I felt about the Nets after this game in a while. Uh, they looked yeah. great. Um, Seth Curry gave me exactly what I need to see from Seth Curry. Andre Drummond was 17, 12, and 5. Hello, yeah. Andre Drummond. Hello. Uh, I don't know if you're going to keep doing that, but uh, if you just want to do it every now and then, I won't complain. And then I found out the news about Kyrie, but I'm not even going to talk about that. I just want to address the positives on the court, on the court. Kyrie was sensational, man. Um, I watched this game because this was um, primetime basketball right here, and this game was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Um, there were two people in this game who absolutely stood out to me. One was Kyrie Irving, and the other was Bobby freaking Portis. Bobby Portis mm -hmm. was phenomenal. I don't remember what he had. I think he almost had a 30 bomb, but he was absolutely phenomenal in this game. But like Cap said, I think this is the same story for the past two teams we've talked about. And this might, this might turn out to be the theme of the postseason. This is another reason why I feel good about the Nets because uh, what people didn't talk about for the Nets was Goran Dragic played in this game. And that's just another piece on yeah. the depth because the, the net, the bets, the Nets bench is now LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, Goran Dragic, Cam Thompson, who can play Kessel Edwards, who when KD comes back will probably fall out of the rotation, but isn't bad. And when KD comes back, either James Johnson or Bruce Brown goes back to the bench. That's another guy you can play on the bench. Unfortunately, the Bucks, I, I do not have a lot of confidence in some of these guys that are unproven. Grayson Allen, I know what he's going to do in the postseason. Not a damn thing. And I, Wesley Matthews is um, ready to go on Social Security. Uh, Serge Ibaka gave me eight in this game. I don't think Serge Ibaka is quite there yet. I think Serge Ibaka can still give me 15 a night. And like Cass said, yeah. I think Jordan Noir is good for more than zero. But, but it's something to keep your eye on. I don't think the Bucks bench is in as dire situation as teams like Phoenix and definitely not as dire as the Sixers, but it's certainly something to watch because this one is even worse. They had everything they could have asked for from their top four guys. Like, I don't think right. you could have got a better game from your top four guys and you lost. Now, granted, it was only three points, but I still don't think you should have lost to the KD less Nets, but. Yeah, and that was, and that, that's my other thing too, is it, it, and this isn't to take anything away from the Nets. Agree, but I mean. This is without KD though. Now, granted, uh, like, granted, Kyrie still probably will only be able to play half of the games uh, for the remainder of the season, uh, unless something. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how that's going to work, but as of right now, how we're sitting right now, he will only play half of the next games, uh, half of the Nets games for the remainder of the year, and then you get into the playoffs, and then it's a completely different and, oh story. Oh my but gosh, your guess is as good as mine. Speaking. Of uh, speaking of of crazy incidents, Anthony Day to Day Davis uh, is he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story, uh, I did. but uh, he he injured his other foot while <sighs> doing rehab for his the hurt foot. I'm pretty sure that's what the story was. Uh, but people are pe people are reporting that he will be out until. Uh, the remainder of the season, pack it up, Laker fans. You weren't going to make the playoffs anyways. Uh, you may have made the first round, but you definitely weren't going to go to the second round, uh, which, by the way, I, I keep seeing all these people who are, are saying that LeBron's not doing enough. LeBron's 37 years old. The fact that you oh, have to ask him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The fact this that you have to dead. ask him to, to be able to put the team on his back at, 30, at age 37 lets me know everything that I need to know about you as a person. Uh, and that lets me know how great you think that LeBron is. But at the end of the day, regardless of how great anybody is, I don't know if they're taking this Lakers team very far. LeBron dropped you 32. I mean, no, I, I watched I this game really open know. to close. They they literally did not have a shot at all. Like, I mean, Trevor Ariza they... got you three points in 11 minutes. You look at Dwight Howard in 22 minutes, he got you six. Uh, Russell Westbrook played 28 bro, minutes. It wasn't even the scoring, Five bro. for 15. He was 30% from the field, 30%, 0 for 2 behind the arc. Finished the game minus 26. LeBron finished the game minus 22. It's one thing for LeBron to finish the game minus 22 because he doesn't play any defense. <laughs> Nobody it's, on it's, this team plays defense. It's one, it's, one thing, it's one thing to do that. And I know on Friday I was talking about how I, I hate it, how people drop 32 and then they have a plus minus or they have a minus in the plus minus category. This LeBron conversation is a little bit different, especially with when he's in age 37 and he's playing with a whole bunch of asshats. Listen, um, 
for starters, they shot seven for 34 from behind the lock. They shot 20%. They cannot guard anybody. Um, this Lakers team is terrible. And unfortunately, um, I do not think they're going to make the play in. And um, that pains me to say um, it really does. Uh, right now, the Lakers do sit at the ninth seed. Uh, the top 10 teams get in. Um, Portland is terrible. Uh, I don't think they have to worry about uh, falling to Portland. Unfortunately, I think the, the Spurs are the team to worry about. Uh, the Lakers are not better than the Spurs right now, and they're definitely not better than the Pelicans right now. We saw that last night. Um, if you look at the Lakers schedule, there is not you. You do not know a single game that they are going into that they are going to win. They play my Mavs tomorrow, and I promise you they will get waxed by my Mavs. Um, my Mavs play incredible defense. and The Lakers play none. Um, the They've got the Clippers again after that. Same thing. I, I don't know how that game will go, and I'll probably take the Clippers to beat them again. And then it's yeah. on to Golden State. It's on to San Antonio. And that San Antonio game is absolutely huge for your Spurs. I think your Spurs will beat them beat them in that game, and that's when we'll see the table starts to turn. But unfortunately for these Lakers, um, I, I like all I can tell you is to watch the next game, bro. Um, my Mavs are coming in as hot as you can come in, and we are going to absolutely expose the fact that they don't play defense. Luka might give – shit, everyone on the team might give them 30. They cannot guard anybody. Absolutely Well, Jenny Buss – Jenny Buss literally got up whenever they were down 78 to like 52, I think is what it was. I saw this on Twitter. She got up and left at that point. Like, it, it, it's that bad. Not even God <laughs> himself can go down there and help. Bro, uh, and the best the part Lakers. about it I mean, was it's, the it's defense bad. was you can't expect the Lakers to go hard down 25. You know, that's not fair. Right. Um, the team they play tomorrow uh, just went on a 26-1 to run to get back in their basketball game last night, which they proceeded to win by six points, bro. Dog is a choice. You choose to have no dog, bro. There is no deficit in the NBA that is indescribable. You can climb out of any hole. You just and have even to if, have the right dog. You, there's no even dog if on this you Lakers can't, team. Even if you can't, being down by 25 to the new one of the Pelicans is, it is, shouldn't ever happen. It's embarrassing, bro. It is flat it out It shouldn't happen to somebody who to, – to a fan base – who just won a championship two years ago to, to arguably me, man. the, the, the greatest LeBron. player of all time this. on the floor. Like, uh, I hate it's this, embarrassing. This team's done. This team is buried. And um, we spent oh, yeah. a couple, a couple of uh, episodes ago on the show, we talked about how um, the, the 10 through 14 seeds on the West were just absolutely dead. Unfortunately, I now have to add the nine seed in here. Um, when Paul George got hurt, I told you that the Clippers were finished and they were ready to slide back to 11, 12, or 13. The Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are better than the current Lakers, and um, that is a credit to two things. A, that's credit to how bad the Lakers are, and B, that's a credit to how good a coach of uh, Ty Lue is. And yep. um, it's just flat-out embarrassing, man, and I hate to see it because uh, – I, I want to see LeBron ride off into the sunset just like everybody else does, man. And this this just sucks. This team is so bad. And um, I, I'm, I'm honestly – the fact that my Mavs play a LeBron James-led team next and I'm excited for the game. Like, I have literally no – like, the fact that we play the Lakers next on my schedule makes me happy. Like, I'm already marking this up as a game closer <laughs> to the Jazz, man, because this team is just absolutely horrific right now, and it's just painful yeah. to watch. Well uh... – I'm about to move on from the NBA. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I got to slide in my 26 to one run right there. So I'm chilling. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, so, oh, uh, before we get to college basketball, a couple of things here. Uh, three things. First off, MLB is they're threatening to to miss the first month. Wait, of wait, games. Caps. I thought you told me they were uh, close. They... I thought you told me they were going to uh, work yeah. it out. Well, reports <laughs> were that they were close. Um, and they're not. So congratulations, Rob Manfred and all of the MLB but, owners. But don't worry. For ruining don't worry. the game of baseball. They can take steroids. They can take steroids. They can just stay at home and juice right now. That, that That's okay. They take this extra month off and everybody just juice up. You know, we're not testing for that anymore. Right. So just take this extra time and get as swole as you can, okay? Well, also in football, um, I mean, in, <laughs> that's my next one. Also in baseball, uh, there's a guy that plays for um, uh, NC State. His name is Tommy Tanks. Not really. That's what they call him. His name is Tommy Tanks, and he's hit nine home runs in his last eight games. Uh, he's God a freshman, by the bless. way. Um, and he's not just a, a hit. He's got 20 hits, I believe. Uh, somebody please correct me if I'm wrong if you hear this. I believe he has 20 hits, and they're not, they're not home runs to the easy parts of the field. They're dead center, right center, left center home runs. They're not, you know, pull the ball to the left field, uh, and barely scrape. No, they're not. They are absolute uh, missiles. 
so shout out to that guy. He's taking over the, the baseball world right now, especially since Yo, it's I just watched him hit a bomb. God bless. Yeah, this kid, this kid can play. And like I said, he's not just a home run hitter. He hits to all parts of the of the baseball field. Um, and that's 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 MLB, that's MLB caliber right there. Uh, moving on before again before we get to college basketball, wait, Kyler wait, Murray on, came one out. One last question: Is this kid 112 pounds? This kid looks itty bitty. Why is he raking? Oh, never mind. Holy moly! Holy moly! Keep right, watching the video. Kyler Murray, carry on, carry on. God, Kyler Murray bless. came out and said in a, in a lengthy, lengthy statement. Pretty sure it was like 400 words, uh, <laughs> basically saying that he wants a contract extension. I didn't read all of it. All I read was Me the neither. first. Uh, well, all I read was the first sentence. Uh, and then, like, the last couple ones. Because I don't really care what he was saying about how bad he wants to stay in Arizona. <laughs> I, said, I don't give nope. a damn either. Uh, it was all a, bunch, a damn. It was all a bunch of BS. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you really cared that much about Arizona, then you'd understand that your time is not up right now. So, oh. how about we take a step back here, Kyler Murray? You're, you, were, you were becoming a – uh, a, a fan, a non-fan favorite in, in my book here because I hey, don't even like go on my DeAndre doing. Ayton list. Like I, I don't like what he's doing. I, I agree, like bro. Doing Shut at all. up. Um, bro, and the thing uh, I know, do not understand about quarterbacks, just one little tip before we move on to college basketball. Qu- why do quarterbacks not understand if you get paid top dollar, you will not win. You will not win. It is impossible to build a roster with a top-notch quarterback. I do not understand why these hey, rookie and- quarterbacks are so excited to get paid. It just trust me, the rosters. Trust me, I, I get the you, you want to have some security because you're on your rookie. I, no. I get that. I, trust me, I get that. Then a you should have went to the MLB first. Your number you one make money. You okay, should have done that. But even still, at number one overall pick, he made thirty five mil on his first contract. Right. If you don't have thirty five mil still somewhere in the bank, bro, I think you got to go talk about Marshawn Lynch about spending your money, not me. Yeah, talk to your financial advisor, mm. uh, not the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and then one more before we go. Before we move on, um, uh, what what Grambling State hired Art Bryles uh, a couple of days ago, um, and they came out and, and um, or, or the Hugh Jackson Foundation came out and explained why they hired Art Bryles. Uh, basically, said that they believe in forgiveness and yada yada yada. And I, I quote tweeted this, and I said, "Why is the statement coming from from a foundation and not Grambling State?" So if you have a minute, go go look up Hugh Jackson Foundation. Go look up what they said about the hiring Art Bryles. Trust me, um, it doesn't matter what you come out and say, and I don't care how much forgiveness that you have. Um, the allegations were true. Oh God, they it were happened. factual. They were factual. Let everything he let everything happen, and here we are, and, he, and he's still getting jobs um, out in the college football world. So you try uh, to put that under the table too and try to get away with it. Uh, that oh, is yeah. uh, absolutely disgusting. Hey, I got one more for you that just came across my desk. Uh, Derek Jeter is stepping away from the uh, Marlins. Yes, that is, is. Uh, is kind of interesting down. to me. Good I think, for him. Uh, I agree. I agree. Good for Derek Jeter. Get a, get away from that, bro. You can't fix it. I don't think anybody well, can. Well, he, he's part of the reason why they're so bad. He was, he was I, not a very good. I uh, agree. <laughs> he was not very good at his job. Why you got to but... say that, man? I tried to give him his props and just move on. And Catherine up exposed him. He was not very good at his job. Hey, the, the COVID shortened season, they were decent. I think they were like four games under 500 that year. So uh, we'll mark that up as his one win, 26 and 30. Yes, that's, sir. Well done, Derek. That's Jeter. about as bad as me saying that what's a name is going to cover. Ole Miss is going to cover against Auburn. Yeah, congratulations. Hey, you, finished, you finished four games below 500. Hey, way, to, hey. way to go. Well <laughs> done, guess. Derek Jeter. Well done. College basketball, though. Oh, we had the greatest, and I say this every week, I feel like, but this was the greatest weekend of college <laughs> basketball that I have ever witnessed in my life. I watched every single game that I could have. Uh, and let me tell you something. One through six lost. Tragic. Nine lost. Tragic. That's us. So I'm just going to get the tech game out of the way. We lost. Bad game. We lost, or we, we blew an 11-point lead. My boy uh, Mike Miles doing his The game. worst. Uh, yeah, yeah. they have one guy. Mike Miles, congratulations, TCU fans. Uh, y'all, were flooding <laughs> our, y'all were flooding our mentions or whatever. Uh, flooding our tech basketballs account yeah don't don't shut shut up shut, first shut off up. we wax you we waxed you before okay second off you're not even you're fighting for a spot please to get go into kansas the, oh god uh, please go be kansas <laughs> anyway so that's that's that uh so like i said one through six loss so the ap polls came out today 
And y'all already know how I feel about the AP poll. <laughs> well, I'm just going to read off the. I'm just going to read off the top. The uh, the top ten. I'll read off the top ten. Gonzaga stayed at the top after a loss. I actually don't have a problem with that. Um, who'd they play? St. Mary? Or they did. St. Mary. St. Mary's played a hell of a game. I watched that one open the close. Well done from St. Mary's. Was disappointed yeah, good what game I saw. From them. But they, they, Gonzaga was on the road. They lost a ranked team. Kind of understand and not moving them. Then you got Arizona at two. Shout out. What's his name? Bill Walton. Oh, God. Or, Bill, or whatever his name is. <laughs> The crystal yes. ball, the man with the inside. I guess he, I guess he understands. Uh, then at number three, that shocked the entire effing world. And the let me tell you world, something. Man. I was in class when the AP polls came out, and I about shit my pants. <laughs> Hit with an they S moved. in front of it. Damn it, Ken. That's a dollar in the jar. They put Baylor at number three. I can't believe it, man. So pause. I'm, I'm going to get back to that. Then you got Just Duke at four. Man. Auburn at five, Kansas at six, Kentucky at seven, Purdue at eight, Providence at nine, Wisconsin at 10. If you're trying to find tech, you have to fall all the way down to 12. They dropped us back two spots. We were at nine. They dropped us to, tw- or sorry, three. They dropped us to, uh, to 12. So here's the uh, issue that I've got with this. I feel like I do this every Monday talking about the AP poll. Um, I don't have an issue with Gonzaga not moving. Uh, and I don't have an issue with Arizona at two. Me neither. Also not moving. Which, by the way, shout out to Colorado. I guess they listened to the podcast. We were right? dogging the hell out of them. And they Bro, came we laughed so hard. The moment this game Arizona. went final, I had to give Shoot, shoot Cat that text. And we enjoyed a nice little moment of laugh. Uh, shout out to those guys in Colorado. Just took care of Well, Arizona. they beat them by 16. I mean, I'm telling bad. you, they did not appreciate our disrespect, Cat. They did not appreciate that. Yeah, no. Uh, but Baylor, <laughs> I just want to throw oh, this man. out here. Come on, First man. off, so they, they beat number five, Kansas. Okay. How many times um, we got to do this? How many times? Baylor, before this weekend, Baylor was 10. And I was saying this earlier today to one of my buddies. It's one thing for you to jump seven spots if you were ranked 25 and you jump to 18. That's one thing. But to jump seven spots in the top 10, even when the one through six lost on the road, Mind you, one through six and nine were all on the road losses. Even with that, that still makes no sense to me. I don't care. I, there's nothing that you can say to me that, that shows me that that win in Waco, mind you, it would be different if this was in Fog Allen, but this, is, this was in Waco. There's no, there's nothing that you can say that will make this feel okay and good to me. I, 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 I don't understand it. And I will not continue to understand why they, why they give Baylor as much praise as they do. And I'm not saying that Baylor needs to be not let be in the top him, 10. Let me, let me at him. Let me at him. Let me at him. My turn. Um, I am just as upset about this as he is. And I am just as upset as I've been for the past four weeks. This, this, oh man, I want to say the bad word. This stuff really drives me crazy because the conversation has not changed. We're having the same conversation we've had for the past three. Kath, how long have we been doing this now? How long have we been doing this exact Two, conversation? Three, weeks. This exact conversation. And it drives me absolutely mental because the facts are not changing. I will change my take when the facts change. Hey, the facts with the Sixers over the weekend changed, so I had to change my take. Baylor has not changed. Oh, my gosh, bro. They lost to Kansas by 67,000 points in Fog Allen. Like, it wasn't even close. They didn't well, even yeah, get off and, the bus. Mind you, they I didn't throw even this get in off there. the bus. Why are they now a better team than Kansas? Like, that just I'll, blows my mind. Correct. I, I want to throw this in there. Let me hear uh, it. They, they were at eight. And when they lost to Kansas by 24, they dropped two spots to 10. Well, they beat Kansas by 10, and they jumped seven spots, and they jumped Kansas. What the hell is going on? I don't understand. I, what is going let's take on, it, bro? This let's does take not it in make terms sense. Of, let's take it in terms of uh, let, let's take it in terms of the Big 12. Okay, uh, Baylor lost twice to Tech. Kansas lost once to Tech. I mean, I, I am I confused here or something? Because that, Tech right now is the third best team in the Big Twelve. We're ranked number three in the Big Twelve now. We fell. Good job. Anyways, Shout out, props, whatever. 
Don't care. But I, I, I j- again, I don't understand why Baylor is ahead of Can- I, Sears. I cannot wrap my head around this. I get that they lost or that they won. I, <laughs> buddy, trust me, I've been saying this for the same thing about why the hell is Texas Tech not same in front of Baylor? Thing, bro. I, I, I don't understand it. And like, I, I do not like this. This Baylor team's got a loss to Alabama on this schedule hiding out somewhere. I know it. I remember the game. Like, this team has not been overwhelming impressive. They haven't even been whole for most of the season. They have. You don't even know what they look like. You don't. Because at the end of the day, they beat Kansas over the weekend, but that kid who sh- shoots all their three-pointers didn't play. I can't tell you the name off the top of my head, but he didn't there. You're, like, I just – it drives me mental, man. It drives me mental for the fact that they – they do the same thing as other people and get a different reward. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. They, they, you know they what's do... even crazier? Go ahead. Here's what's crazier is Baylor had four first-place votes. There were four people on this AP poll, on this, on this associated press committee that put Baylor at one. Four. You know how many people put Arizona at one? Zero. Oh Zero. God. Kath, in the in the in the Kansas win, when Baylor beat Kansas, they did not look as good as Gonzaga did in their loss to St. Mary's in a game that they lost. Those teams are not equal. I can tell you that confidently right now. Confidently. Well, and, and Honestly, not like- I'm not even high on Arizona as a lot of people are. I do not think Baylor should be in that conversation. They have not well, played consistently good thing. basketball at all this no, season. They have not. No. At all. Here's the crazy thing to me. If if I didn't look at the score and I don't know anything about basketball, not basketball, but if I didn't if I didn't watch any games this weekend and I saw Baylor jump seven spots from ten to uh, from ten to three, and I knew that Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue all lost, I would be like, wow, okay, obviously Baylor needs to move up, but I wouldn't put them at three. The only way that I would have put them at three is if they absolutely took over the game and not once not one single time did they take over the game they did not look they didn't look significantly better and mind you i want to say this again it's one thing to move up seven spots it's another thing to move up seven spots in the top 10 even if the first six people lose they did it's like okay if you come if if you move from 25 to 19 i'm not going to really protest it bro whatever what what goes down what goes on down there goes on down there no big deal up here up here the social elites of college basketball the top this is this is this is the top of the pyramid these are the these are the big boys you can't just throw marbles around this table like nobody cares and the thing that blows my mind about this game and this game against kansas um, if Kansas, I promise you, Kansas will not shoot 33% from the floor again. No, I'm pretty sure that's not. the number they shot. I think they shot like 23 for 70. Like it was absolutely atrocious. And I watched this game sitting there thinking if KU can just get something to fall, man, they can win this game. And they just couldn't hit a shot. They couldn't hit a shot. And the fact that Baylor's seven spot jumping victory is courtesy of a team shooting 34%, which was not a courtesy to their defense. There was a lot of open shots in this game that didn't fall. And I'm willing to bet Kath would agree with you. Waco! In- I, I cannot say that enough. I can't say it enough. I just because feel like obvious, a broken record. Obviously, obviously, Waco is not that big of a deal. Because when Tech beat him in Waco, it wasn't that big of a deal, was That's it? That's what I'm saying. Apparently, the AP have two completely different ways of judging it's hypocrisy. teams. It's hypocrisy. One I team agree. And say, yep, that was great. And then they look I at agree. The, the next team that did the exact same thing and say, Ah, I wasn't as good. What do you mean it wasn't as good? There's more NBA talent on Baylor. Congratulations. Congratulations. How many NBA, how many NBA players can you look on the Purdue team besides uh, Ivy? How many, how how many NBA players can you look on Providence? I guarantee you can't even name anybody off Providence. It's, it's Gonzaga's the same thing. That's one Chet Holmgren. I love Drew Timmy, but Drew Timmy is not a polished NBA player. Like that is, that, it's absolutely crazy to me. Like, that is not an argument that can be used across college basketball this season because at the end of the day, this draft class is not special. I mean, I love these guys to pieces, but nobody is slobbering for the number one pick this year. I mean, I think you're got, I think the debate is up in the air right now between everybody, between the Duke kid, the Auburn kid, the Gonzaga kid. This th- That's who this draft is. You cannot make that argument. It This comes back to hypocrisy every time. There is no way around that. When discussing why the Baylor Bears moved up in the standings, the only word that we can use to describe it that is 110% accurate is hypocrisy. That is it. 
because the yeah, only way they are able to move me. up is because they were judged by different criteria than their peers. That's it. Yep. And there's nothing that you and, and you know what? You cannot tell me that college basketball is ran by NBA talent because it's not. It's because not. that's why we it's that's not. why we see upsets every single oh. week. That's why we see upsets in March Madness. That's why we see upsets for the entire part of the year. Has the nothing past to 10 do. years of my lifetime, the best prospect of that time without a doubt was Zion Williamson and he didn't he played with the next two picks in the damn draft. Yeah. He played with the next two damn picks in the draft and they didn't win a title. Like they had three of the four top picks in the draft. And they didn't win a title, man. Stop with that garbage. That argument is so stupid. It's so stupid. Well, Ask with Hakeem their win, about his titles. Ah. Oh. Uh, with with their win, uh, Baylor's win. Um, so Joe Lenardi, he's a bracketology guy. Uh, ESPN's so number one. ESPN's number one bracket guy. Uh, he now has. Um, Baylor at a one seed. <laughs> Dude, what? The? Oh, man, I want to say the F word so bad. It Ooh. almost went flying, man. What? How? I yep. do not understand how. They are not yep. the fourth best team in the country. Well, Bro, he has Gonzaga. I highly encourage. Listen, if you listen to this podcast and you are a Baylor fan, please shoot me and Kath a text. We will bring you on the episode on Wednesday to debate this. I would love to tear you apart in this debate because there is nothing, literally nothing you can say to validate them as a one seed. We will eat you like chopped liver. I highly I encourage you. Reach out. We will bring you on the show on Wednesday. We'll do it right here on the podcast. Please, please. Well, other other blasphemy with eight people. Um. Besides Baylor being at three, uh, I, I don't like Cons- uh, Wisconsin being top ten. That's another discussion for another day. I uh, also don't like Villanova being 11. But what really scratches my head is that there's 26 teams in this AP poll. <laughs> um, this is, there's a tie. There's a this, tie at 14 This tells you how right stupid now. they are. Like, I, I mean, this is just so stupid. To tie at 14, um, it, it's with Arkansas and Houston. And, I, you know, I, I was looking at this today because I was curious. And I just, had to, I, had, I just had to go back because I forgot. Because I don't watch every single game in basketball, on the contrary. And so I went back and I looked and I was like, oh, who's Houston played? Because I can't remember them playing like anybody. I think I called them over. So let's go. Hey, you know what? I'll send them apologies for that. I picked them to lose this weekend, and they found a way to beat SMU. Yeah, let's. You know what? Let's throw it back to. uh, Let's throw it back to November. Well, they beat Oregon by damn near by twenty nine points. Okay, Oregon's a good basketball team, but in November, beating them on November by thirty, and they're not ranked. Mm, Let's take a step back. A bad Virginia team. Okay, let's move over to December. Uh, Alcorn State, Louisiana, Texas State, Cincinnati. <laughs> well, they didn't play Cincinnati. It was postponed. Uh, they played Alabama, uh, and they lost to them, 82-83. to the only top 20, It's the only top 25 team they've played all year. I just want to let you all know that. Uh, this is the only – Alabama in December was the only top 25 team they've played all year. And I think y'all know how we feel about Alabama, too. We have made our uh, opinions very clear about uh, that well, coin flip-esque basketball just, listen, team. Listen, well, you want to talk about coin flip-esque. It, I, I think it is criminal the fact that Alabama is still in the top 25 and we have how? yet to see Rutgers crack. And <laughs> They're the just hanging on, man. <laughs> the fact that we have to have a tie for 14th place for them to hang in there is even worse. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm serious. I, but seriously, Houston. Kath, be um, honest with what, me. Is is this is this has got to be the worst committee of your lifetime? Uh, this, this has got to be the. This, I this will go. Is, I will go seriously do some research on that because I can't. I can't validate that take off the top of my head because I don't keep committee knowledge on the top of my brain. But well, there's I'll come a lot back of people on, on Twitter. This has got to be Ooh. one of the worst committees of all time. This is absolutely embarrassing. It is week in and week out that they find themselves with their pants down and their shoelaces tied together. And well, they do it to themselves. Of people on, yeah, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are not very happy with the list. Um, and even Baylor fans, because I was I, I went on their message sports too, and they were even surprised uh that they jumped to three. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I listen, I, and mind you, I, I want to throw this out there. I'm not saying that they don't need to be ranked. 
and they don't need and they didn't need to move up. Don't get me wrong. One thing I do not want to get lost in me and Cap screaming seven, is six, we, five, Baylor is hell. not a bad basketball team. It's just they are not what the committee makes them out to be. This is still a competent team. There's no 24 and five is still a hell of a record, man. There, don't get that. Take don't let us yeah, and beating the, uh, and beating Kansas is great. Exactly. But, uh, but but here's what I want you to do. Here, here's what I want everybody to do. I want you to go and look at I want you to go and look at Texas Tech. Okay, I want you to go and look at whenever we beat Kansas at home, what we were ranked before, then what we were ranked afterwards. Go do it. And mind you, Kansas, we played Kansas and Baylor the same week. So go and look at that. And then and then let, let me know when the next AP poll came out and what we were. And that's it. That's all you need. That's all you need to look at. Because we didn't jump seven spots. And we damn sure wouldn't have jumped seven spots even if we were in the top ten. Hell, we wouldn't have jumped seven Shit, spots if we were not even in the uh, not even in the uh, effing bracket. You could write a blank check to jump seven spots, big man. But the thing, I don't that's just, understand that's what saying. Baylor did. I do. I just do not understand what they did to become this royalty. I, I, I just, I do not understand what they, what is going on that is making them the expectation. Why are they different from the rules? Because at the end of the day. Kat, be honest with me. Um, if you look at those other eight teams, because I think those top eight teams are really your elite guys going Gonzaga through Purdue, are any mm. of those teams made dramatic, drastic ranking changes like Baylor has this season? Uh, no. Uh, has all about- of those teams have impressive wins like Baylor just picked up against Kansas? Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100. Oh, absolutely. And that's, Duke, that's my problem Duke, here. Duke, Auburn, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue – in Providence, have phenomenal resumes. Have and absolutely never phenomenal had the resumes. That Baylor has. That's the. That's what I. That's what I want everybody that's listening to this to take away from this. That's the hypocr- uh, hypocrisy I want to highlight. It's the fact that they're not walking the path that hasn't been blazed before. Like people have done the things they've done. Uh, yeah, but they just, are rewarded uh, with different so, rewards. It's just so frustrating. It's so. It's so frustrating. And the frustrating part is not that because these APs don't matter. Obviously, that's I, fair. I, I know they don't matter. But if these people who are, quote unquote, experts, experts? Who, are, who are voting experts? on this, if that's what they think, Lord knows what the committee, the NC, and I already know what the NCAA committee thinks about Baylor because they they already showed us whenever they put Baylor at the two seat ahead of tech after they just swept them. And one thing I want to make uh, like it's one, it's one thing the... it's one thing if Baylor is a two seed now. Well, hell, they're a one seed now. But it's one thing if they were a two right. seed now. That I could wrap my head around. Same. But, but, I could. I but honestly a, could. I honestly could. At eight, seven, I could live with, 100%. And the thing I want people to understand is um, the committee has uh, an, an expected average age of around 40 here on this podcast. We have one of 19, and we can make this connection, and they can't. Like, that's why this drives me insane. Like, these are supposed to be 22, 20-plus-year 20 pros of their craft that continuously do stupid if you can't do the job get out of the way and let somebody who can genuinely i really want to know what the committee sees with because I, I don't miss why because i don't miss a baylor game first off thing, i don't i don't miss a big 12 game okay i don't care if it's oklahoma state playing tcu i don't miss a big 12 game that's first off i don't i don't miss very many uh basketball games to begin with but, but i haven't missed a baylor game all season and i just I, genuinely i want i sit during a, a tech game I'll sit and, and keep track of what other teams are doing. I'll watch the game during the game. <laughs> I don't miss Baylor games. I genuinely want to know how can you how can you ju- have them jump seven spots? What are they? See, what and the who are they watching? Is I'm not even. I wasn't even the same like Kath. I um, co- college basketball is the third or fourth on my docket. I, I watch it for pure enjoyment, entertainment. I found myself watching Baylor games because I found myself in this conversation. I had to go figure out what the hell was going on. And then when I figured out what the hell was going on, I realized, I'll tell you what the hell's going on. A whole lot of blasphemy, a whole lot of blasphemy. And that's the thing I just, I, there's, there's no, this is not defendable. This, that's the thing I do. This is not defendable. And I don't even know what else to say besides hypocrisy. I think that's just where I want to leave it off. It's just absolute hypocrisy. Like I said, they do the same things as other people. They're paying the same $10 as I am, and they're be, being rewarded with a different product. And I just think it's absolutely unfair. It's hypocrisy. It's stupid. It's, it's, it, it, it makes people, it, it's part of the reason why like the info, like the information circle around the sport is poor is because these rankings are poor. And you can't expect conversation to be accurate when your rankings aren't accurate, man. And that just drives me insane. Just drives me insane. I'm, I'm, I'm just so like, and, and Baylor fans are on there 
they sold out the game against Kansas. First off, I hope you do. Okay. I hope you sell it out. Second Randoms off, would come and watch that game, man. Shut up. Sec- second off, your student section is like two rows, bro. Swear to God, <laughs> I can, like it's dead ass. It's like it's like twenty rows. Of, it's like twenty rows of seats, bro. We have two decks, three if you want to count the upper deck. Shut up. Like there's nothing in there's. And I saw a tweet. Uh, somebody said, "Well, their women's team was actually really good." Their women's team is like eighth, I think, or fifth. They're fifth in oh, the country. And, and unlike their men's team, their women's team has pristine culture going all the way back to even before Brittany Griner. That, that program is built oh, yeah. on something. Oh, absolutely. Well, and then this guy goes on Twitter. He goes, uh, our women's team is fifth and our men's team is three. Uh, basketball definitely runs through Waco, Texas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like – they really, they. I'm telling you, man. Like they, they really want to be a Duke. They really want to be a North Carolina, a Syracuse. Like they want to be that. You're not there yet. It first off, it doesn't just happen because you win an ad. Congratulations. Bro, and the thing, the doesn't thing I want people to understand is the blue blood is not dead. People are doing everything they can because UNC Roy Williams has moved on, and people think UNC is perished. I promise you that program. Kentucky is and not Kansas dead. is still here. That, okay? Yeah, Duke's like, not gone. Duke is still here. Duke's got the number right. one pick in the draft. Like, what are you talking about? And that's right. the thing and, I want people to realize when right. Coach K leaves. Duke is not going anywhere. I get people like Coach K is absolutely crucial to what Duke does. Do not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Coach K, the one of the greatest college coaches of all time. But culture is sustainable. You can withstand culture, man. And that is, I promise you, guys like MJ James Worthy are not going to let this this program at UNC go to crap. Duke is not right. letting their program go to crap. Stop trying to push these guys out of the circle because you're tired of their greatness. That's not how it works. And right. Baylor, you did this once. Once. One yeah. time. If anything, you're new to this table. You just sat down. You just sat down. So yeah, let's, and, and, let's, let's slow our roll before we try to redirect the, uh, the, the solar system around rotating around Waco because that's not how things go. That is no, not it's go. it's not. And if you're a guy and you have an offer from Baylor and Duke and Kentucky oh, okay. and um, Kansas, you think, know what? The Unless you're from Waco, your top three. Yeah, I think the latter three is your top three. I don't even think Baylor would make your top three out of those three schools, man. That's what I'm I, saying. I, like, shut and, and shout I, out I, to Davion Mitchell, but Davion Mitchell was uh, with like it, there is a reason why the number one overall prospect is not committing to Baylor. Like there, there, there's a reason for that. I want that Baylor fans to be under. When you start recruiting the number one and number two guys in the country, okay, then we can have a conversation. But uh, we talked about Zion earlier in the show. Duke landed one, two, and three not too long ago. Let's right. And by the way, by the way, next up in the blue bud to to join that is Gonzaga. Okay, Baylor, let's slow your roll a little bit here. And I think. I think Gonzaga needs to get out of that damn conference, man. Yeah, the WCC get, uh, or whatever. But I, don't get me wrong. Yes. They schedule – their preseason or their uh, non-conference scheduling is elite. You can't lie. They played everybody in the preseason. Well, yeah, because they don't play – but they don't play and, anybody But during the, the regular season. season comes, I agree with Kath. They don't play – now, granted, they did just lose to St. Mary's, so I guess maybe they play somebody. But we got to get the Zags up in the hell out of that conference, man, and preferably not the Pac-12. For, I know you're going to have to travel a long way – but I really just don't see the, the lights getting brighter in the Pac-12. Don't do that. Go stretch all the way across the country, man. Try to see what you can do to get your way into the Big Ten. You're honestly not that far in travel time. You're honestly not that far. And I get for football reasons, they probably don't want you. But for basketball, they won't say that. I promise you. They, won't well, they don't have that. a football team, I don't think. I don't think so either. That's why I don't know really what they would bring to the football conference. But they've got plenty of other power programs. Well, that's, that, and I believe yeah. the gymnastics program is pretty legit up there in the Pacific Northwest as well. Yeah, no, and and but yeah, and by the way, but football runs everything. So like that's, that's when people that's are changing issue, conference. Football, is, football runs everything. But at the same time, too, though, Gonzaga has been the cons- consensus number one for the last three years. You know, yeah, right. So it's it's not like it's not like Up they're not bringing time. anything uh, to the table. They're close, man. They're so close. And, and look at and look at Duke. Like look at Duke, North Carolina. They they don't have a football team. <laughs> they right? do, but they don't have a football bro, team. Bro, North Carolina's been good last couple years. But... I guess I guess you have Clemson, but the ACC doesn't have football teams, bro. Let's not even do that. Right. So listen, I'm. I really want to be done talking about this because it's pissed me off. So me too, bro. Um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here. Winners and losers of the weekend. Calvin, are you ready? Yeah, man. Let's let's do it. Um, 
winner of the weekend, I am going to go at something I hit it at, at the uh, beginning of the show. I watched a absolute masterclass of a performance from the Dallas Mavericks last night as they went on a 26 to one run in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Golden State Warriors 33 to 13 on their way back from, I think they were 22 down at one point and found a way to win. We looked absolutely phenomenal. I love it, Mavs. The defense is sensational spencer didwitty in this game oh my gosh if spencer didwitty plays like that you are not one gonna want to play my mavs they are going to be my winner my loser oh man this this one burns it it really it, it stings and burns man my loser of the weekend is going to be lebron james um unfortunately the lakers are dead um the the season is over um, I, after the watching what's gone on past the all-star break, hearing what I heard about Anthony Davis, this team is done. Um, I, I really think I, I'm really praying that they hold on to the 10 seed and make it into the plan. Just so LeBron gets a chance, but even now I don't know if that's likely. Um, so LeBron's going to go ahead and be my loser of the weekend. Um, hopefully this isn't it on the career. Hopefully he can find some way to get mo uh, some mobility because I think he's got to get the hell out of LA, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, my winner of the weekend is going to be uh, Kentucky. Hell no. It's going to be Arkansas. Beating Kentucky. <laughs> I was about to say, whoa. Um, no, it's going to be Arkansas. Win? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Arkansas beating Kentucky. I told you I had some love me. for Arkansas. He told me. He um, told me. I told you they can play, and they can play, mm -hmm. and they're showing that they can play too. So, But I got three losers for you, okay? Oh, oh damn. Everybody lost. Everybody lost. I've got three of them. The first Double one. Bumpy. The first one is MLB baseball fans slash That's Rob Manfred. Okay. Fair. Jackass. Bro, we got to get this man out of here, bro. He's so bad at what he does. He's so bad. He is he's so, so bad. bad at what he's done. He is hands down the worst commissioner. Bro, the uh, after the FIFA president went to jail, I think Rob Manfred should have been the person we went after next, bro, because this <laughs> dude is terrible, man. He is just absolutely terrible. Well, that's number one. Number two, I've got my man out there, President Putin. Way to piss that one down your leg, buddy. Um, you're an asshole. Uh, yeah, just you're out of sleep, bro. Your economy's dead. Down seventy-seven points in the Russian stock market. Your people are yep. broken. You're running out of food, man. I hope you like infecting tyranny on the free. Yep, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you have no gas. Uh, <laughs> so no, they actually have a ton of gas. But uh, and my third and final loser of the weekend is every single person a part of the Associated Press. I don't care, and, and I'm not even, <laughs> and I'm not even just talking about the people who vote. Oh no, hell no! I hate that I'm, paper too, bro. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the CEO. I'm talking about all the, the all the editors and chiefs, the editors. Hey, I'm, you know I'm, what? Every reporter, I'm, listen. If you I'm put your name, it. the AP poll is now stamped as misinformation as well. The AP poll is officially misinformation as well. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't do it anymore. There's too many lies on this. The fact that there's tied at 14 and the Baylor's at 30. This is officially misinformation. Um, yep. I'm, I'm just glad to see AP keeping it consistent. You know what I'm saying? All the way through the website to the paper, to the app, to the, to the rankings, man. It's just all the way through just misinformation all the way. I absolutely love that from them. Uh, make sure you're not getting your news from that source right there. Now, those are three really good losers, Kath. You A plus is all the way across the board, man. If man, if 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 you work for the man, they could they could give me a job right now, and I bro, they listen, could say you could do whatever you the wanted day to. I meet one of those reporters, man. Is the day my life Jackass. gets made. I got so much to get off my chest, man. So much to get off my Seriously. chest. Would it be would it be something if whenever they posted the one through ten on on uh, uh on their on Twitter, wouldn't it have been something if Twitter would have flagged <laughs> that as misinformation? <laughs> Bro, that would have been so Check funny, original bro. source, please. Yeah, check original source, please. This information might include something that cannot be validated by an outside source. Our fact checkers raised this one as. Yeah, we're the fact checkers, Twitter. Golly. We're the fact, check fact checkers were all over my mask, but they're not over Baylor at three. Come on, Twitter. Come on. Well, I before, before we get out of here uh, today, Baylor is playing Texas today at 8 o'clock. College basketball. Tech is playing Kansas State. We're going to try and snap the one-game losing streak. We are going for an 18-0 record at home this season. Unfortunately, impressive. I probably will That's not culture. be there. Um, okay. You've been but 18, what, but 18 and 0 at home, you'll though. be okay. Yeah, 18 and 0 uh, is, is something uh, to be quick, proud you of got there. Any, any love for UT in that game against Baylor? I don't know who I want to win, so we're just gonna we're just gonna see how it goes. I'm the I'm the same way. Hopefully they tie and the committee gives them both L's <laughs> from this one. That is, I think, the win win uh, situation for me and Mr. Calf. Right. So that is what's going on today in college basketball. Um, if you have a minute, check out the Baylor-Texas game. It's a big one. They got Baylor minus one and a half right now. It's being played in Austin. Um, I hope they both lose. Uh, like I, like Calvin ah, said, I hope they both lose. Um, so, anyways, 
with all that being said, listen, we will be back here on Wednesday. I will be back here on Wednesday. Probably won't be here on Friday. Um, but Wednesday is going to be a, a, a crazy episode. I, I, I just had this feeling. I just had this feeling Tuesday in college basketball is going gonna, is gonna to go crazy. I have a, there's a couple of picks in there that I think could lose. Um, we may gonna, we may throw in some FIFA in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find something on Wednesday. I'm gonna get us a nice little hypothetical to play on the back end of the show. We'll do a 10 minute like deep conversation. We can get something like to it. dig into because we haven't done that in a minute. So we'll we'll get that to go on the back end. Because like you said, we got college in the NBA, but we talk about the NBA all the time. So we'll we'll have something fun on the back end of Wednesday's episode. I'll do my homework between now and then, figure out what we got. Right. Well, we are 13 days away from selection Sunday for March Madness. I did. Um so on that day, I think me and Calvin, we were talking about it today. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. What we may yes, do it. possibly do is do a selection show Sunday episode uh, about an hour after. We are uh, just going to spend the whole time talking ish. about how mad we are at wherever Baylor is ranked, wherever Correct. they're ranked. We're just going to spend um, the whole time. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so that, that's what that's going to be. Um, it, it may be later in the day. Who knows? But keep an eye out on that. So if you haven't already, like I say this every dadgum week, if you don't go and you don't go and <laughs> – Follow us on there and retweet our tweets, and you don't do any of that. You don't follow me. Well, I post about sports every day, so you should just every go ahead day. and do that. He, he's even activer um, than I am, man. If you if you need sports, man, go follow that man, Jonathan Gadman. If you need softball scores, you go follow that man, Jonathan <laughs> Gadman. Okay? He will get you your information. He will get you your information. It doesn't matter ahead, if he has to sign yeah. up for Flow Softball. He will get you that information. <laughs> Which I didn't, uh, by I the way. You, I had a feeling you did it. I, I didn't. wasn't going to throw your cash away for that. No, sir, I was not. So, like I said, <laughs> man, if, uh, if if you want to, go ahead and give us a follow. That'd be appreciated. Uh, tell your friends about us. Do all that good stuff, all that fun stuff. We will back, We will Listen, we will be back here on Wednesday uh, sometime, like I said. Uh, we're going to talk. It's going to be a good episode. So, make sure you tune back in on Wednesday. Uh, make sure y'all have a good rest of y'all's week. Good start of the week. Uh, yeah, we'll see you back here on Inside the Lunch Table.